This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Feminism in your ears. It's another broad podcast on Joy 94.9. Keep listening. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag broad on Joy 94.9. This is Broad on Joy 94.9. I have the honour of speaking to Nicola Scott. She is the extraordinary artist based here in Australia and one of the most amazing women because uh, she gets to draw people... Wow, you may have heard of them, Wonder Woman for DC Comics. Apart from other things, she's also going to be involved in something called Women in Comics. Uh, It's a panel December 9th, one of their talks at the ACMI here in Melbourne. Welcome to Broad. Hi there, thanks for having me. Hi, I hope that wasn't too long (laughs) an intro. Not at all. Mostly accurate, I hope. Um, Yeah, so... So, So, Nicola, look... I, I put it on Facebook last night. I was going to be interviewing you. And boy, you know, people know who you are. It's, it's incredible. Um, the amount of people saying, God, we love her work. And it's so inspiring oh, to have fun. an Australian, you know, yeah. amongst the big boys. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a really big industry, you know, uh, and, and certainly the awareness of the American industry is, is you know, global. Mm. And to sort of see one of the very few of us, you know, local Australians working in the industry, and I think I was like one of the first to sort of break through to mainstream, it's a real sort of privileged position. And I I like that, you know, the first of us to break through was a chick. Yes. Makes me pretty happy. (laughs) So you're speaking at this panel, Women in Comics, um, bringing together, looking at uh, yourself as a woman in, in the culture of comics, working in that industry and, of course, representing, you know, the female superhero. Um, yeah. Can you tell us what you might be chatting about? I mean, you're up there with some people like, uh, is it Naya, Naya Lata? I think I said her uh, name wrong. Yeah. Hope uh, Larson. And yep. Tom Taylor. So, you know, it should, it should make for quite an interesting discussion. Mm. And not met Hope before, but certainly Tom and I are big talkers. So, you know, the fact <laughs> that the panel is only just over an hour... Mm. Think, oh gosh, we, we, you know, he and I could talk all day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've seen you both in action, always entertaining and really informative. And, um, you know, just a nice thing to know, having people that can relate to, which is what I think yeah. I, I get the feedback. Uh, now, this is quite a career. And now, of course, you've had Black, Black Magic, probably one of your passion, you know, works of passion with Greg Rocker, um, Image Comics. Yeah. Yeah, what's that been like since that uh, came out? It has been an extraordinary experience, and it will mm. continue to be. Like it was, it was very much a sort of career strategy to know when my time might be up at DC. Mm. You know, before before I became too entrenched, because I was definitely ten years exclusively on DC properties, and and I had been aware that in the process of sort of being on the other side of the planet and getting the work and trying to keep the work, I made myself, my, my identity at DC, I made myself into a very reliable artist. And once 
you know, they find those reliable artists that can consistently deliver the mm. output, you know, not not even so much quality, but they can just deliver constantly, you know, page after page after page, month after month. They tend to lock onto those artists and, and keep them in monthly books. And I was, you know, really wanting to sort of get opportunities to work on things that were more prestige level. And I was pretty sure I was not going to get there because I was, I'd proven myself a reliable artist. And I felt like, you know, one of one of the smartest things I could do was leave the company and go and do something independent because apart from the fact that, you know, I get to stamp my name on something that I own with Greg Rucker, I get to do something completely different to superheroes, which is, you know, I haven't had the chance to do since I started at DC. And I get to approach the art in a way that isn't anywhere near the sort of, not necessarily house style, but that kind of mm. uh, production machine that, you know, you, you end up having a lot more control, not only just of the, the, the finished product, but of the process. You know, Greg and I have been talking about like magic for a really long time, mm. and it was so fabulous to be able to work on it. And, uh, you know, we've got at least 30 issues worth of story to tell, right. and we're only five issues in. Yeah. And we had to take a break so that we could come back and do some Wonder Woman. Mm. And, you know, that, that idea of leaving DC to sort of expand my audience, find a different audience, because, mm. you know, the, the people that read Image Comics aren't necessarily the same audience for DC superheroes. Mm. You know, it's definitely crossover, but they're not the same. So I found myself a new audience. I've been able to flex some different muscles again. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd really been missing the painting. But to sort of take that sort of gift experience and bring it back to DC Comics has been a real, has been a really interesting journey. Working working uh, at DC on Wonder Woman this year, mm. uh, Greg Rucker and I are doing a Wonder Woman Year One story. So we're sort of getting to retell her origin. And I think it's the first time that, it's been done in continuity for 30 years. <coughs> and so sort of being able to do that with this sort of very significant working relationship, creative relationship with Greg, but also a really long history for both of us with DC. And the fact that, you know, they I didn't burn my bridges on my way out the doors. Mm. I, I left the company uh, a very satisfied creator. Um, and, you know, left with all of them giving me their absolute blessings and their, you know, our independent work, but very happy to have me back any time. And so it's nice to sort of come back and do, you know, this one-off uh, six-issue important arc, especially in her 75th anniversary mm. year, and then, you know, leave again. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's been a really big year. It's an unusual sort of career, um, I guess, journey in some respects. Like you said, you, you've you done that time a decade, basically, for DC, yeah. proving, proving yourself, you know, which I think is what women always do, is to show, hey, yeah. you know, we can, cons- you know, supply consistently quality work and be there and steadily work and be reliable, as you call it, a re- you know, reliable artist. And then to leave, because yeah. I know people were talking around me saying stuff like, 
Ooh, she's left. Ooh, is a scandal. Is there yeah. something like drama? Do black magic. But then, lo and behold, we've got Wonder Woman. Yeah, there, there was stories. absolutely yeah. no drama. You mm. know, certainly I, I know many a creator, both male and female, who's mm. had horror stories. Greg talked about his horror story with the company a number of times. But I always felt a little bit like the trophy bride because they really looked after me. Mm. I had good working, like actual, you know, face-to-face working relationships with these people. They paid me really well. Um, I got, you know, a decent variety of projects to work on. I always felt really happy Mm. uh, at the company. But at the same time, I didn't want to become entrenched because I don't want to be working on monthly superhero books Mm. out of necessity in another 10 years' time because that's the only audience I've built up and it's the only skill I've worked on. You know, I've spent Mm. 10 years as a penciler, which means I've literally only been using a pencil doing line work for 10 years. I'd forgotten that I could paint. I'd forgotten how to paint. And so sort of being able to do something like Black Magic, which was so, you know, by design and desire, so different in subject matter and tone and mood and actual practical application, um, I've been sort of able to creatively feed myself and, you know, take some some risks that I think, you know, every every career really needs every now and then. You need that sort of shot in the arm. And it's paid off. It's paid off in in many, many, many ways. You know, it's been incredibly creatively satisfying and I can't wait to get back to it. It's been satisfying in that it's sort of given me this, this broader access to an audience. And, you know, that, that sort of whole idea of owning your own material, there's something ridiculously satisfying about that. It's quite a bit more work in terms of, you know, I need to make a decision on everything, you know. Greg and I talk about everything. He's the most collaborative, incredibly collaborative writer that I've ever worked with. Mm. Um, And in, you know, in in the process of that, it means that he and I have to decide everything. And we've we've put a, a pretty strong team around us of, you know, a great editor, a great colorist, a great designer, graphic designer, who bring really interesting and absolutely necessary flavor so that, you know, it snaps Greg and I out of our own ridiculous headspace that we fall down. And, you know, it's a lot more work, but the, the, the payoff is great because we're creating something absolutely from the ground up. And, and seeing what life it can have, not only with the audience when they, once they take ownership of it, but what life it can have in other mediums. You know, we have a, a TV show being developed at the moment mm. based on the idea of the book. And, you know, we'll see if it eventuates and if it does eventuate, what it actually looks like. Yeah. Well, it's great to um, almost like, it sounds like you're getting to play. Uh, you play these things uh something that you really enjoy and, and you have a great love for. So, yeah, that's pretty it's, it's awesome. Been sort of, mm. Yeah, it's been like one, one, of the, one of the advantages and disadvantages of 
being so far away from the industry, you know, the industry proper, being, mm. you know, L.A. and New York, is that I'm, I'm kind of out of the circle of the drama. You know, I don't, I don't get as much face-to-face contact with our editors and other creators as I would like, mm. but I'm away from a lot of the drama, and I can also just sort of get some some actual perspectives. I thought you said some actual on, work done as well. Well, yeah. and, and some yeah. actual work done. It's mm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get some actual work done. But, but get them to feel like making reasonably educated risk decisions about, you know, leaving the company because it will be better for me in the long run. Mm. You know, making that investment in my future to do something other than what is really safe. Because, you know, the safe stuff is paying off so well. Yeah, it really gives you that stretch that you can do and, and a remarkable thing as well. Almost this foot in both worlds. That was really, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I feel very lucky. Mm. It feels like a really privileged position to sort of be able to do some really great, you know, hopefully people like indie work, you know, independent stuff. Mm. but then be able to dabble in some, you know, hardcore, mainstream, superhero stuff. It's a nice position to be in. Yeah. It's a special year too, I think. It's been a special year in the intensity um, in in the real world uh, for women. Uh, oh, yeah. It's been a, it's been a full-on year. And, but, yeah, uh, certainly for me, career-wise, uh, it's been special. Oh, yes. And there seems to be a lot of things reflecting and you know, mirroring there um, for you. With 75 years of Wonder Woman, of course, uh, something, and the film coming out next year. Yeah, just a phenomenal time. What's it, been? It, it really has. Yeah. I, I think because Greg and I have been sort of seen by the fan base as, you know, amongst their preferred creative book, to sort of be announced as a pair to come back and redo the origin. The announcement was received incredibly favourably, which was nice. A project that he and I are both passionate about because we've been wanting to do a Wonder Woman origin story for 10 years, as long as we've known each other. You know, that was kind of how we met, is, is in our love for Wonder Woman and wanting to work together. So mm. sort of the fact that the opportunity actually came up, and it came up completely out of the blue, uh, has been really exciting come with that sort of, you know, real emotional terror of, oh, God, now we actually have to do it. That's, that's <laughs> horrifying, you know. It's, it's great when you when, when it happens because it's like this is going to be really exciting and it's going to be great when it's over because we can look back on it and go, we did that, that's amazing. But the doing is really, Different. really taxing. I don't think I've ever worked this hard in my life. And a lot of that is because of my own emotional investment and therefore my own pressure in delivering my dream project into reality. So mm. it's pretty overwhelming. Um, but because it's her 75th anniversary and the film is coming out and, you know, being the, the female creator on the book at the moment has kind of put me in the spotlight as a representative mm. of the character uh, for DC Comics. And so I've, I've ended up doing a lot of really unusual, high-profile press that is really not particularly comic booksy. Mm. Um, like I had a, a photo shoot and a spread for 
the September issue of Vogue this year. That doesn't happen for commercial creators. <laughs> no, no. Um, Hilarious. And I was the judge on a on a like a cooking show in the states, <laughs> a cake show. And it's like that doesn't happen to commercial creators either. This is so weird. But it's all because of Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got to do the key art for the United Nations when mm. they announced her as an honorary ambassador. Um, I got to be part of the project to sort of bring that to fruition. And that was incredibly... Uh, weird? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, again, well, it didn't feel weird. What was really oh. fascinating about it, once they, you know, once DC kind of brought me on as the artist that they want to do the work, mm. I was like, this doesn't feel weird at all because, you know, Wonder Woman for a long time in the comics has been the Justice League's ambassador to the UN. Mm, you know, true. she's been the she's been an ambassador of her, you know, island nation. She's her role as an ambassador um, is nothing new. She had an embassy in the comics for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It feels really organic, and for her to be, you know, a, an honorary ambassador for women and girls around the world, she absolutely fits the UN agenda uh, for that mission statement. And it was a Mm. big part of the reason why she was created in the first place was as a beacon of female superiority, really. I know. Um, And we could do with her now. (laughs) Oh, man, couldn't we just? Wonder Woman for president. Wow. Yeah, so much is going on there. Yeah. You know, in, in, a, in a pretty crappy year, um, this has been absolutely a, a, a beacon for me. And mm. from what I'm hearing from, you know, the, the, the fan base, it's been oh, a beacon yeah. for them as well. I think it's been, even more than that, I think it's been a beacon for many people uh, who haven't looked at the comic, haven't looked at her character before and what she represents. I, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, yeah, you know, as little side remarks, gosh, we could do with Wonder Woman. And it's becoming this almost... Yeah. This, could this happen? I, could this really... Can we really send a, you know, a signal to have her come? Um, yeah. I know, I know. Can she just arrive already? I, 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 I'm going to see for a name drop here. Um, but when, when I was in San Diego for Comic-Con this year, I did a, the Wonder Woman 75th anniversary panel. Hmm with Patty Jenkins, the director of the new movie, and wow. Gal Gadot, the new Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and in particular, Patty Jenkins and I, who are clearly old-school Wonder Woman fangirls, because we were just <laughs> squealing about everything. <laughs> but mostly we were kind of squealing at each other, which was super flattering that she even <laughs> you know, knew who I was. Yeah. Um, but because we're sort of, women in a position where we're creating Wonder Woman's story at mm. the moment. One of the things that I said, and she absolutely was like, yes, at, was, you know, we've, we've both really loved the character and never stopped loving the character. But five years ago, Wonder Woman felt like a really old-fashioned character. Yeah. You know, her, her, her relevance to, you know, just sort of general mainstream society wasn't it, it wasn't present and in the last 18 months she's been feeling and I've been seeing not just in geek culture but mm. across the board 
people's awareness of Wonder Woman and their uh, understanding of who she is and what she represents and that importance to them has come full circle and she's now really important and I feel in the lead up to the movie and, you know, the the, the bits and pieces of, of um, cultural impact that she's having because of her 75th anniversary, mm. I feel like the movie is going to be the absolute pinnacle of that and certainly from what I've heard, uh, it will deliver. Mm. Oh, the trailers are impressive. Definitely. The trailers are extraordinary. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so happy with the trailers. And, I'm, yeah. you know, from what I know of the story, I'm really, really happy with the story. Well, I'm hoping that this is not, the, you know, the first and the only. I'm hoping that we I don't it. think it can be. I, I, mm. I have a feeling and I really have my fingers crossed because this is the first yeah. female superhero of the modern era, of the modern superhero um era which kind of really started you know in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. um, or early 2000s she's, she's the first sort of really big deal um, I'm glad that she's getting to be that she gets to be the first female led film um, mm-hmm. exactly and I'm really hoping that she's the one that makes the DC extended universe film universe um, really fascinating and interesting and exciting for the fan base you know yeah. like the, the 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 current dc universe films that have come out have been reasonably divisive with mm. fans you know they love it or they hate it um and i have a feeling that this one might be uh a film that everybody loves yeah. um because it's going to deliver on time and content and you know, if she can do that and if it can financially really deliver, she's going to be the most important person in the DCU. I know. And you know? Well, no one knew that. who I then was, you know, <laughs> apart from, from comic geeks. Yeah. The greater, the, the, the greater um, uh, general audience had no idea who Iron Man was before the Iron Man movie came out. Mm, mm. And he, he was so... You know, Robert Downey Jr. in the role was so significant and important that he became the centerpiece mm. for the the entire DC uh, 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think, I feel like I think Wonder Woman might end yeah. up having one of those places. I would like to think so. Yeah, uh, I think that would be really interesting. Um, versus Marvel, you know, and their female representation or whatever, without being too, you know, uh, controversial yeah. saying that. But yeah. Well, no, I don't think it's controversial. I don't actually think it's controversial to say, you know, there's 13, 14, 15 films in. Um, great films across the board. You know, the worst of them is all is pretty good. Mm. And the best of them are fantastic. It's gobsmacking that they had the oversight of not having a female leg film by now. Certainly on the roster. I know they've got Captain Marvel coming, but by the time it gets here, there's going to be, you know, like 17, 18, 19 Marvel movies before she find, you know, before a woman finally gets the lead in a film. And that's yeah. a little bit crazy. That that's is a little bit crazy. <laughs> 
Another one that I'm really excited, sorry we are running out of time, but I will mention okay. it, of course, is Black Panther, that coming to the screen. Oh, now that looks amazing. And every time they announce a new cast member, I know. It's just another Angela Bassett. incredible oh. actor. Angela Bassett, how amazing is that? I love that. Her. That is going to be an important film as well. Yes, so I think. Very, very is it out next year too? Like, oh my God. Yes, it is. Wow. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. So that's two big ones next year. Yeah. Really. Mm, very really, interesting. Yeah, finally deliver on some diversity. Yes. I've watched Nick Cage. Oh, sorry, Nick Cage. Sorry. Luke Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, it was pretty great fun. Mm. And I did love Jessica Jones too. Oh, yeah. I feel like, oh, absolutely. I actually feel like, for me, that was the strongest of the bunch because it was so deep in its psychology. Mm. Um, I I love that series. Yeah, I I need to go and revisit it again. I've already watched it through twice. I need to watch right, it again. Right. Yeah, but I just love what's happening and the opportunities in some of the streaming networks. You know, the online networks are, are taking yeah. things to that that sort of further space for fans yeah. and for the creators. It must be exciting for a creator to have the opportunity to do that and actually not have to worry about things getting cut back or... Yeah, so many different platforms Mm. is providing so much more space for not just content in general, but different kinds of content. Yeah, yeah. And all those stories, yeah. Mm. Yeah, really, you, you know, you can see companies like Marvel in particular really benefiting from having, you know, a cinematic universe and, you know, a mainstream TV universe and a Netflix TV universe. Um, I know. <laughs> you know, and they're, they're all related, apparently, which, you know, I'm sure they are in the, in the loosest terms. But mm. they're, they are really actually different, significantly different platforms with which to tell different kinds of stories. Yeah. And that in itself is, is amazing. Yeah. A mag- it's a very magical time in that respect, I think, this- probably one of the most crazy oh, yeah. periods we, we are in right now. Uh, and I think it's a very important time to have those stories because of the oppression that is now, oh, being, yeah. now yeah. being given the green light. <laughs> we now... Yeah, you know, yeah I, I, I agree. I feel like fantasy is going to go right through the roof. Yeah. January, not looking forward to it that much. But oh, January is going to be the worst. Let's all just go undercover. We just have to hold on and, uh, yeah. you know, to those good truths, I guess, that we've always known were there. And yeah. I think our comic book heroes um, are more pertinent than ever. And maybe I'll finish the interview on that. Sure. I'm sure we could talk and talk, but I really don't want to hold you up. And, of course, you've got a, um, a very busy time now and ahead with yourself and part of ACME's Women in Comics panel, which is their superhero symposium. Um, yeah. It's got some great people there. Tom Taylor, as you said, Sarah Richardson is going to be there um, as well. Uh, and Hope Larson, which is exciting. 
and yeah, also around the so. same weekend as the Women in Comics Festival. I'm not too sure. Are you a part of that, or are you going to that? Or? I am not. I wish I knew at the time that mm. they were on at the same time, <laughs> same because time. I probably would have stuck around in Melbourne for yes. an extra day. Damn. Um, okay. But I don't think they knew I was going to be in town, and I certainly didn't know it was on. Yeah, um, but that does sound like it could be fabulous. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they connect, because it's it sort of makes for, you know, a longer, more varied, um, you know, discussion and, yeah, yeah, exactly, experience. So, yes, well, congratulations on, on everything you. and a super career so far. Um, we'll have to get you a cape at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Some I'd bulletproof bracelets. <laughs> I've got those. I've already got those. Excellent. I won't <laughs> ask where you got those from. In case you know, you know someone special in an invisible plane who <laughs> gave them oh, to you. I've got one of those too. <laughs> oh, very cool, very cool. Uh, now I was going to ask if you could do a quick uh, uh, station or show ID before I let you go. That's sure. Michael, thank you. Obviously, your name, That's anything you want to say, and the and the name of the show is Broad on Joy ninety four point nine. Broad on Joy. Join 94.9. That's it. Okay. Pencil it down. Join 94FM. Yep. Is that what you said? Okay, cool. Whenever you're ready. Is that, is that right? Joy uh, 94.9 Joy 94. will be great. 94.9. That's it. Thank you. 94.9. Okay. Uh, okay. Hi, this is Nicola Scott, and you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. That's great. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything uh, on the December 9th at Women Comics panel at ACMA. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And now that you're such a huge celebrity, Nicola. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that. You are. It's fabulous. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. It's 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 a yes. It's in my tiny little bubble industry. uh, Yes. <laughs> well, it's not every day you get to do a cooking show. You know, it would be great if you were on that so show. <laughs> the show is it Snoop Dogg and what's her name? I've got a cooking oh, show. Oh gosh, yes, that's right. What is that show with yeah. Martha Stewart? Martha Stewart. Um, Can you go on that one? That'd be so cool. Oh look, I wish, I wish. You know, it, it tends to be. Uh, you know, we were in the states for a couple of months this year, mm. um, and during that time. Uh, DC publicity just had me doing Everything non-stop else. crazy shit, which was like fun and fine, except it was like, I've really got a lot of work to do. Can I just do the work? Please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hilarious. Great. Well, thank you so much thank for speaking time. to us on Broad, Nicola. That's a pleasure. Have a good day. Back to work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm at it right now. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, sisters. You've been listening to this broad podcast here on Joy 94.9. Don't forget to tune in to us Monday nights at 9 p.m. on Joy for feminism in your ears. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.